Welcome to the Sharp 600, brought to you by Covers.com. I'm Rob Cressy, and I'm super excited to be jamming with you. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bet America. Right now, they're running a promotion for current players, where if you place a bet of $5 or more, you'll receive $20 in free bets. All you've got to do is opt into the promotion. Eligibility and restrictions apply. See the website for details. Joining me on today's show to talk about a combination of college football and NFL is Andrew Cayley. But first, I wanted to get this party started by giving out my Big Mick bet of the week. I see they got the Big Mac, I got the Big Mick. The goal of this bet is to produce a winner, and so far we're 2-0. This week, I decided to up the risk factor a bit with a 17 college and NFL Moneyline Parlay. A $10 bet wins $10.35, so you can supersize this bad boy. So here we go. We've got Utah, who's 14-point favorites on the road, taking on Oregon State, money line minus 535. We've got Georgia, 24.5-point favorites at home, taking on South Carolina, money line minus 1875. Tulane, minus 33.5 at home, taking on UConn, their money line, Minus 41.95. We've got Clemson, 27-point home favorites versus Florida State. Money line is minus 2,090. On the NFL side, we're going to take the Ravens. They're 11-point favorites at home, taking on the Bengals. Money line's minus 555. And lastly, we got the Cowboys, seven-point road favorites, taking on the Jets. Money line minus 350. And it's actually the Cowboys game that gives me the biggest pause of any of them with this bet. Sam Darnold's back, and for some reason, I've just got this feeling inside of me. It's just a little bit wonky, but nonetheless, we're going to go for that because all the Cowboys have to do is win. And I'd love for you to create your big Mick bet of the week. Create a money line parlay and let me know what it is. You can hit me up on Twitter at Rob Cressy. Also, our community bet of this week, USC versus Notre Dame. Notre Dame's at home, 11-point favorites. Over-under is 59. I've thrown the poll up on Twitter. Make sure you vote, and then shoot me a message and let me know what side you're on, and then we'll have fun during the game on Twitter. For me, this is the biggest game of the year first, or this is the biggest game of the year for USC moving forward, their preseason expectations, not likely where they thought they would be right now. But nonetheless, in a pseudo-rivalry game, I am taking the points on principle, so I will be on USC plus 11. You're five feet nothing, a hundred and nothing, and you got hardly a speck of athletic ability. Before we get to the games, from our friends at Covers Experts, Here's an exclusive offer for the Sharp 600 listeners only. Get 25% off any Covers Experts product when you use promo code SHARP25. Take advantage of this limited time offer. Save a little money and follow the pros all the way to the bank. Again, that's SHARP25 for 25% off any product. I want to know where to go. I want to go. And joining me on today's show to talk about a combination of college football and NFL week six action is Andrew Cayley, senior publishing editor for covers.com. 
You can follow him on Twitter at covers underscore Kaylee. That's C-A-L-E-Y. Andrew, great to have you back on the show. Great to be back. Excited. So you hit me up saying, I've got a throwback jersey that I'm wearing for you that I think you will like. So can you give the audience a little insight into what you're rocking? I am rocking a throwback Raptors jersey. I'm a diehard Raptors fan. These brand new whites just came out. My boy Kyle Lowry, NBA champion. People want to dog Kyle Lowry all his life, and now he's an NBA champion. You can't dog him anymore. I'm excited for the NBA season as well. And he just got under the radar paid big for one year. Another 30 mil. I can't say no to that, right? Right, which I think is actually a, a good signing because I had heard rumblings of like, what do you do with Kyle Lowry? You're not going to give him this five-year deal, but do you give him a three-year deal worth 80 or something like that or something where he could take a little bit less but still stay in there? And, yeah, Kyle Lowry helped bring a title there, so I like the <laughs> continuity. Yeah, no, they. Uh, I think they're very uh, – I'm obviously a little biased. You won't, you won't see too many NBA picks from me this year because I, I have uh, quite a Raptors fandom. But they. I think they still have a chance to win the East, even without Kawhi. Like, they – this is a little off. We're getting a little off the rails here with our NBA. But uh, I don't know. I think every team in the East got worse. There's not one team in the East that got better. So that's it's still up in the air for a bunch of teams. Uh, I like I like Gasol coming back. Like Serge is still young enough. Whatever his whatever his birth certificate says, his age actually is. He's, he's young enough to get the job. I like Pascal to take a big step. OG Ananobi is a guy to watch out for this year. Raptors can still make some noise in the East. And because you were rocking a throwback jersey, I felt it was my duty as host to show solidarity with you. And MLB playoffs are straight fire right now. Oh, yeah. And when thinking about the playoffs, there was only one jersey of a player <laughs> who I would want to be rocking with the biggest game on the line, and that's a Cleveland Indians Roger Dorn. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Roger Dorn. I, I, once again, I can't believe that you found that thing. That's amazing. Uh, it's no wild thing, but still pretty, pretty good. But it's Roger Dorn, the greatest <laughs> third baseman ever. So let's start with some college football talk. We got the Red River Showdown, Texas taking on Oklahoma. Oklahoma, 11 and a half point favorite. And for me, this is actually a pretty simple thought process. Tom Herman, as an underdog, is a stud, and they're getting a ton of points. Looking at Texas, they're coming off a win against West Virginia. Texas has a good offense. They've scored at least 36 points in every game this year. Also gave LSU, who's seen as a better defense in Oklahoma, a run for their money. So Oklahoma's D not as good on the Oklahoma side of things. Their offense is incredible, but they haven't exactly played many people this year so far. So for me, I'm renting a movie with Texas on principle. <laughs> That's like you said, everybody knows the Tom Herman um, as an underdog. He's 13-3-2 and two against the spread this year uh, um, as a head coach, I'm sorry, between Houston and Texas. He's actually also won 10 of those games. Like, not, just, not just covering, but winning those games is pretty impressive. They didn't catch this year against LSU, but – they only didn't cash by a half point, so that's that's not too bad there. Um, but the big thing about this, you you talked about how the defense of Oklahoma may be a little overrated, and I'm looking at that too, and I love Sam Ellinger. The guy just shows up in big games. It doesn't matter. They don't win them all, but he always has big games in on the biggest stages, and 
I trust that he'll do that here again. I like him to have another big game on a neutral site in a game they won last year. I know they lost in the in the uh, Big 12 title game, but they won the Red River Showdown last year, and I like him to have another big game, and they should be able to keep it within. I like it anything under double digits. You're getting anything or uh, anything, yeah, anything above double digits. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm might be a little uncomfortable because Oklahoma looks like one of these teams that is on that conversation for best teams in the country. Jalen Hurts has played amazing, but people tend to forget too that when he was playing better competition. I'm not saying Texas Texas defense is not not good. We're not saying that they're very good. Uh, they're okay against the run, but against the pass, um, pretty pretty putrid right now. Uh, but against better competition, uh, Jalen Hurts had struggled with his accuracy, and he just hasn't faced that. Maybe uh, maybe Texas will be able to cook something up a little more difficult for him. In keeping the theme of uncomfortable numbers, next game, LSU at home, laying 13 and a half, taking on Florida. And this is just two sides of the ball. Florida's got a great defense, having only yep. given up six TDs in six games. LSU, great offense. Joe Burrow is straight balling out. And once again, we've got a huge number. And the principal in me says, <laughs> when you have a great defense with almost two touchdowns, I don't care who it is, I'm going to be taking – I'm going to be getting the points with Florida. See, this one's tough. This one's really tough because I like Florida. I, I, I loved Auburn last week going to – I had a uh, cards on the table. I had a terrible college football betting week last week. It was one of those we're crying in the shower, like <laughs> leave me alone for a few hours afterwards. It was not fun, but I, I was big on Auburn last week. I knew Florida has a great defense, like, and they they proved it last week against Auburn. They put uh, they made Bo Nix really look like a freshman quarterback for the first time, and they they're gonna they're gonna keep them in games, like you said, they're gonna keep them in games all season long. Doesn't matter who they're playing, um, but Joe Burrow I think is turning into a very special quarterback his numbers are ridiculous that's been the thing with LSU right it's always been DBU and that defense just carrying them and can they grind out wins against these tough SEC opponents and but now they have a quarterback to go along with it he's a real Heisman contender and with him they're a threat I think they're really a threat to Alabama this year in the SEC um they're also the only spread they didn't cover this year so far um was a monster 51 and a half point number against Northwestern state. And they only managed to beat them by 51 points. So, so shame on you LSU for only winning by 51 there. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a great number. It's like you said, it's a great number. It makes me uncomfortable. Um, I'm not looking at Florida though, until it probably goes above 14, which it might. So I think the Gators could be in for a bit of a letdown as well they big big win at home again as an underdog like people don't think of them as being an underdog at home against a team like Auburn but but they were an underdog so that's a big win and now you have to go right on the road right away to LSU against a really really good LSU team it's it makes me uncomfortable so I'm I'm waiting until that number gets to above 14. All right so Oak Park Vandy on Twitter hit us up and said uh, I like the pod that you guys talk about the biggest games but I would also like a a random personal game or two that we like because of certain factors, a look ahead spot, a revenge game, coach's grudge, make it fun and an educational listen. And I'll get a quick party started for me and Temple at home, taking on Memphis. Memphis is a six point favorite and Temple played on Thursday, having beaten East Carolina, meaning they're coming into this game with a little bit more rest. Temple traditionally a better team at home 
And both of these teams are good on both sides of the ball. They have good pass defenses, which means there is an opportunity where this game may not be a track meet because Temple's not going to win a track meet. I see an opportunity where this could be a lower scoring game. So give me Temple with the points at home Ooh. getting six. Oh, I like it. I like it. I like uh, anytime you're getting that many points with a home dog, it's uh especially the way they play have been played recently. It's uh it's not a bad, not a bad bet. And what about you? For me, I um I'm going with a team, San Jose State. They uh they made a little noise earlier this year when they upset Arkansas in Arkansas. Like nobody, everyone was like, "What's what's going on?" But they've got this guy at quarterback named Josh Love, and the Spartans love to sling the ball around. And this week they play Nevada, and Nevada is one of the worst pass defenses in the country. They rank 111th in passing yards per game allowed and 128 out of 130 in opponent completion percentage. Josh Love is going to have a big game here today. Um, they're currently two-point underdogs. I've seen three-point road underdogs too, but I'll probably be betting them to, on the money line to win this game outright. Nice. So let's move over to the NFL and the first game that caught my eye, Kansas City Chiefs at home, laying four and a half, taking on Houston. And my first thought was bounce back game for the Chiefs. And I can't trust Houston on the road with a bad offensive line. There's likely an overreaction to them putting up a million points versus the Falcons. <laughs> I get that Houston's frisky. It makes me uncomfortable because they can win this game. And I really see Houston as a better version of the team that the people think the Falcons are. They're sexy. They're capable of winning. But guess what? They're also unreliable. Yep. And I bet the Chiefs minus five and a half. I actually did not get the better number as it ended up going the other direction at four and a half. But I'm making that one of my picks is the Chiefs with an opportunity to bounce back. I, I love the Chiefs to bounce back there. Uh, Mahomes has had two weird weeks. Um, he does, obviously doesn't have all of his weapons, but I expect him – He's going to try to throw five touchdowns, six touchdowns this game, I think. Um, that game against for Houston was a weird one, too. They, like, like you mentioned, Atlanta, we're going to get more into Atlanta in a bit, but they're not, they're not very good right now. And I think um, Will Fuller's performance in that Houston game is almost an epitome of the Houston offense as a whole. Like, I'm, I'm a person who had to face him in multiple fantasy leagues this past week, and he gets 60 points one week and then zero, zero, zero the next, and then he gets hurt. And so, like you said, you can't trust Houston. Um, I am doubling down on that offensive line. They brought in Tunsil, but they still haven't. But now they only have one good offensive lineman, and the whole other side of the line still stinks. So you can't trust him. Deshaun Watson still takes too many hits. The guy's awesome. I love Deshaun Watson, and he can he's capable of doing a lot of things. But really, really like Casey in this. But I like them. I like them up to almost six and a half points. So this is they're going to win by a touchdown. And speaking of Atlanta, this was the next game that stood out to me. The Arizona Cardinals are at home taking on the Falcons. Falcons two-and-a-half-point road favorites. And I said it in previous podcasts. I will not bet on the Falcons on the road. But here's <laughs> the thing. We also talked about how the Arizona Cardinals are one of the most unreliable teams. They make you extremely uncomfortable because you have nope. no idea what you're going to get with them. And when you look at this line – the first thing is, of course you're going to take Atlanta. Only two and a half points. This team is significantly better. This is a team that people thought could go to the Super Bowl. And that's where red flags went off in my head. I'm like, wait a second. 
I said I will not bet on Atlanta on the road. Their offensive line is trash. But Arizona is just such a roller coaster. So what do you do? What are your thoughts on this game? Because I'm extremely conflicted between my morals as a sports better <laughs> and trying to rely on an Arizona team that I know is extremely inconsistent. You just, you just, but you can't, you can't rely on a team this consistent. It's, it's, it's hard to know what you're going to get out of Kyler Murray. Like he has moments, he's had, he's shown moments of greatness already. Like he's, I think he's going to be a very, very good quarterback for a, a quite a long time, but like, Arizona team is, is this is a matchup of two very bad teams um, with some talented players like that uh, in the Falcons game, you look at the stat line and you wonder what happened to Julio Jones. Like why didn't Julio Jones contribute in that game? And there seems to just be some issues in the Falcons play calling and they've got no run game to support Matt Ryan. And they're, if you want to bet anything, maybe take a look at the over. <laughs> another another thing to look at in this game is if you're feeling uncomfortable, maybe dive into some props. Check out Prop Shop. Covers Prop Shop at the same time. Little plug here. Um, I know the Cardinals are historically terrible against tight ends. So whenever that Austin Hooper number comes out, maybe hit the over on his receiving yards. But other than that, you've got – if you know they're inconsistent, if you know these both these teams are inconsistent – it may be the wise decision is to stay away. And remember, Vegas does not give free money. So for <laughs> everyone thinks that Atlanta is an automatic, just remember that. So the last game that really stood out to me, Jags taking on the Saints, right? It first opened, it was a pick em. Now the Jags are one and a half point favorites. And we've seen a ton of success this season, both against the spread and straight up for road teams in the NFL. As my thought process when I first saw this, New Orleans is one of the classes of the NFC. I think everyone yeah. believes that they're one of the six best teams. So immediately my gut said, Saints. <laughs> well, of course they would beat the Jaguars. But that's when it gave me a pause to say, well, why would this game just be a pick em? Because if something doesn't exactly make sense, and now we're starting to see more people on the Jaguars. So then you say, all right. Well, Teddy Two Gloves has won back-to-back -back home games. Now he's on the road. The Jaguars are better than we think. It just made me pause. So what are your thoughts on this? Oh, it's – it's. you don't believe in Minshew Mania? Like, where's your – you've got the mustache? Like, uh, I once again, huge Minshew fan. This is, it's a lot of fun to watch them. But the number's a weird one. Yeah, it sticks out for sure. The Saints are 5-1. Uh, am I saying 5-1? Um, four and one. Four and one, sorry. Um, and they've done this without one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Um, Marshawn Lattimore has picked up his game tremendously after a slow start to the season. That defense is playing um, much better. Kind of like the defense it was two years ago when people were like, oh, this they finally have a defense. And then last year they kind of let everyone down a little bit. But now they look like that defense from two years ago again. They went into Seattle beat Seattle with Teddy Two Gloves, so the road thing shouldn't be a factor. The Jags' defense is not Saxonville anymore. It's, it's not. Um, they had that one good game on Thursday night against the Titans, and we know the Titans. We've talked about them before. They're that, <laughs> they're that team you love to hate, the team that gives you the most anxiety, the team that makes you the most uncomfortable. So you can't really take a whole lot away from that contest. Um, I think this Jalen Ramsey stuff is still – kind of there hasn't been much talk about it 
but I really think it's still affecting them in a way. And you're just you're just seeing it on the field. They're they're not that that shut them down defense that you have expected from Jacksonville. And the Saints might actually have the better defense in this game. And the quarterbacks are almost a wash. And so then you go to skill players. And I think the Saints have a little. I think Kamara, despite um, um, excuse me, despite uh, Fournette's good recent games, I think Kamara is the more talented back, and he could be the difference here. I think the I think the Saints can can win this one. Yeah. So I don't have a play with it yet. It was just more of a betting mindset thing. But let's get to some six point teasers, and I'm going to be bringing something back. Actually, two games. First one, I have to have action on Arizona Atlanta on a principal basis. So I'm going to be teasing Arizona from two and a half up to eight and a half. So now I'm getting more than the touchdown there because there is a scenario in my head where I say, is this Dan Quinn's last game where they do (laughs) lose to Arizona? It's a completely realistic scenario. And then the second one I'm going with, Cowboys minus seven, taking on the Jets. All the Cowboys have to do is win. So I'm teasing that down to one, even though it does make me feel a little bit uncomfortable in this game. I don't know why. I think that I like, I'm going to like the Jets more than most people when Sam Darnold gets back outside of the next three games, which are a harder schedule. Just remember that the Jets are not the worst team in football, despite what we've seen. So for me, Arizona plus eight and a half. Cowboys minus one is my six-point teaser. Do you have a six-point teaser? I'm going to college, and it's a three-team six-point teaser. I'm going with Bama, taking them down to 10.5 points against A&M. A&M, they're they're at home. They're coming off a bye. I don't care. I think Alabama's still the best team in the country. they got the best quarterback in the country, Tua Tagovailoa, and I'm very happy I said it correctly the very first time. Um, I really, really like them a lot. So this number is down – the, the actual number of 16 and a half has come down from the original of 17 and a half. And I think it should be going in the other direction because AM hasn't looked good. They just haven't looked good. There's something wrong there. The only thing that like, it makes me a little uncomfortable there is that Saban has a history of like letting the foot off the gas against his former assistants and Fisher is Jimbo Fisher is one of his former assistants. So, but the number is just too low for that, for them to take the foot off the gas for, as a, for a Bama team that wants to like, um, oh, everybody, their business this year after last year's national title loss. Uh, so next up, so we're taking the Bama at minus 10.5. And then I looked at Wisconsin and Michigan State. That total is at 40 right now. Two really good defenses in Camp Randall. Um, but the Michigan State offense, we were like, oh, they can't be as bad this year as they were last year. Yeah, they're pretty much as bad as this year as they were last year. Um, Jonathan Taylor is great, but that Michigan State defense is one of the best in the country. Um, I'm bumping that number up to 46 and a half and taking the under there. And finally, we're going with Minnesota, the best team in the Big Ten you're not talking about. They are 5-0, and oh, and they have done um, a very good job there this year. Uh, Tanner Morgan leads a very balanced offense. The defense is solid. Um, but this is mostly about one of my favorite things to do this year, and that's fade Nebraska. Fade Nebraska is my favorite thing to do in college football this year. They uh, they got so much hype going in this season. Oh, Scott Frost, year two. This is going to be the year. Nebraska football is going to be back. and then they've just it's it's been really bad they turn over the ball almost more than anyone in the country they're undisciplined uh they were the favorites to win the west this year and that just seems like 
a long, long time ago. So I'm taking this down to a point and a half as I think Mini gets a win there. So we're going to play it safe. So that's Bama minus 10 and a half, the under 46 and a half between Wisconsin and Michigan State and Minnesota by a point and a half. And to recap our other picks, I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm in at minus five and a half. And then also Temple plus six. The other games we talked about, I'm going to be renting movies for entertainment purposes. <laughs> Did you have a recap of any other picks on your end? Uh, I'm going to stay away from um, Florida until that number gets to above 14. I like um, – Texas uh, with all those points as we talked about. And the big play of the week is San Jose state on the money line this week against Nevada. Andrew, where can everybody connect with you? You can find me on covers at, um, you can find me on covers, but then you can also find me on Twitter at covers underscore Kaylee. Uh, I'll be tweeting all sorts of college football stuff, baseball stuff. I'm, I'm just like you. I'm diehard into all this baseball stuff. Um, it's Thursday right now is, or Wednesday right now as we're recording this two awesome game fives tonight. So I can't wait for that. And yeah, check me out. And I want to hear from you. What is on your card this weekend? Do you have a six point teaser or uncomfortable bet? Are you going to be joining us on our community bet? You can hit me up on Twitter at Rob Cressy. Make sure to use hashtag sharp 600 and be part of our community. Also make sure to tag at covers. And say this every episode, but your feedback means so much to me. When you help us out with a rating and review on iTunes, we will show you love when you show us love. Also, make sure to check into Bet America. When you place a bet of $5 or more, you'll receive $20 in free bets. Remember, if you want to be a sharp, don't be a square with your bankroll. Be disciplined with your money management. The Bocadelic Devil hits you with the rap level of 10. The one, two, three, your pen. I get action. So everybody jump with your rope. Looking like the way the sound pops. Pump it in your black trunk. And let loose with the juice when I do rock. I'm too hot. Some say I got more juice than two pops.